Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Today we're going to jump over to the New Testament. And again, we're, we're kind of cherry-picking some passages from the one-year Bible that we're reading in the mornings. So in Luke 15, very famous chapter of the stories of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and, and the prodigal son, the lost son. Um, I kind of wanted to zero in on the lost sheep. And uh, let's just read. It's in, again, Luke chapter 15. Uh, and, and kind of leading up to this, one of the reasons that this story even happens is because you have this uh, contrast with Jesus in his ministry because he's associating with tax collectors. I mean, Matthew was a tax collector. He called to be a disciple. And the Pharisees are just so self-righteous that they're really... Um, they're, so you have this tension. If you, if you read through the Gospels, you're constantly seeing the Pharisees attacking Jesus because he doesn't fit into their self-righteous world. And, and I think Jesus is kind of addressing this here because mm -hmm. he says in, in 15.1, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Mm -hmm. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he's found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Yeah. I think this is so important for us today because there are so many around us who um, are lost sheep who need to be found. Yeah, well, you know, the Pharisees had kind of created a, a spiritual caste system. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we all know mm -hmm. about in India, there's a caste system, but they created a spiritual caste system, like where they, where they were the top group. They were the most spiritual group. And really, when you get right down to it, they had the idea that they owned God, mm -hmm. and consequently, they could they could mediate God's will for everybody else. Of course, Jesus said to them. Uh, really something that really bears to me on this particular scripture. Jesus said, you don't go in and you won't let anybody else go in. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't go into the kingdom because you're stubborn and you won't, you won't believe me, but you stop others. And I really think that when others were like the Pharisees, uh, excuse me, when others were like the publicans and the sinners, I think the Pharisees took comfort in that and said, thank God we're not those. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is teaching them here, you guys have no idea the heart of God. Mm -hmm. Because if someone wanders astray away from God, God doesn't see that as affirmation that he's holy. He's, he knows he's holy already. He's going after that lost sheep that's strayed away. It's so tender to me that Jesus values the least among us mm -hmm. and those that we maybe would, our culture would throw away. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe even our religious culture would throw away. You know, I think about um, uh, children in, in, a, in a family, children that have wandered away and that maybe even in the Christian culture, you've mentioned this before, that we're, we're too quick to give up. Yeah. And, and yet Jesus strategically went looking for them. Reminds me of a verse you quoted even this weekend this morning, in, this, yeah. in, the, in the sermon. Um, so if, if Jesus values the wayward and the lost so greatly, then we should as well. Yeah. And we shouldn't discount those. You know, I know you've done a lot of study on sheep in the in the New Testament, mm -hmm. you know, and then also in the twenty third Psalm. But, you know, sheep don't know what they're getting into when they, they wander don't. away. And I think <laughs> you see that here. I mean the publicans, indeed, they were the lowest of the low. The sinners, they were the outcasts because of their because of their conduct. I've said this for years. 
I don't think someone gets up in the morning when they're young and say, you know, I think I'll just go out and blow up my life and become a tax collector. I mean, I don't mean today, that's a different context. But I, I mean, in Jesus' day, I don't mm -hmm. think people get up in the morning and say, I think I'll just go out and become a, a prostitute and, and let people use me. I, they, When people begin to wander away from God, like sheep, they don't know what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. And, and you see that there. Well, and the, I love I love what you mentioned about the sheep. And I know we did a study years ago on uh, Psalm 23 and the shepherd and how all that works. But more recently, I got interested in kind of a farming show over in the UK. And a lot of them were shepherds. But what really stood out to me, and this one just blew my mind, because over there, they're, they're um, tending sheep in some very treacherous terrain. Yeah. And one, in one of the programs I watched, they were trying to... Um, rescue sheep from who had gone over a cliff and what they said is because sheep are followers if one goes over the cliff the rest will just follow they'll just sheep are followers um you know so many so many scriptures in the especially in the old testament talk about you know we're we're, we're um compared to sheep and i think that's if you look around people are followers they do tend to follow rather blindly um, with the with the flock, with the herd, they'll just go wherever everybody else is going. They're going to go, even if it's over a cliff. You know, when we were kids, what was that saying? We always heard our parents say, yeah. "Everybody was jumping off a cliff. Would we'll you jump, jump off jump. too?" You know, I don't hear that anymore because yeah. I think the answer would probably be yes. Maybe yes, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if it was being if it was being filmed on a camera. That's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, the thing that I, I love here is it was the heart of God to pursue mm -hmm. the lost mm -hmm. sheep, and He would leave the 99 who were in safety mm -hmm. and then go in search of that lost sheep. And I just really feel that that's the heart of our God. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus would call himself the good shepherd mm -hmm. and, and that is who he is. But I, I think there's so many of us who are, who are part of Noah's window today. And many of us are with God today. We're close. We, we love the Lord. He loves us. We're in church. But there was a time when we might not have been there and we, mm -hmm. we felt God pursuing us. And I think we just need to remember how valuable God makes that lost sheep. And if if the lost sheep is valuable to Him, the lost sheep should be valuable to us. In fact, that's really why we're here. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're part of God's mission to rescue the lost sheep. <laughs> you know, the thing that kind of stands out to me when I read this story is the Pharisees didn't know it, but they were lost sheep too. Why? In that in that ironic. They thought they were. They thought they were fine. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But they were more lost than these publicans and sinners who Jesus, you know, who were coming to Jesus. I mean, they were complaining because Jesus had found them. They were there in the sheepfold mm -hmm. with with Jesus, and they were whining about that. And they don't understand that they're lost and actually. The and you know, I in I've been studying the Gospels a lot because of the book my book class. But one of the things that stands out to me because we tend to put people in kind of a group, and the Pharisees, of course, are, are listed several times as going after Jesus. But we also know there were several Pharisees that went against the flow and they actually became followers. Well, I think, I think people, uh, if, if, if you were living the Pharisee life, the way we see it in, in the times of Jesus, I think wise, there, there were people that could have gotten into that for the right reasons. I mean, mm -hmm. the Pharisees mm -hmm. believed, uh, when, when they were formed as a group, uh, like 300 years before Jesus or so, they, they believed the Bible was the word of God, they believed in miracles, they started out really, really well. 
but unfortunately, they developed a lot of hypocritical practices. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think when you look at people like Nicodemus or Joseph of Arimathea, these were honest. These were honest mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. and I think they were just tired of it. I think I think they were exhausted trying to Paul the live, Apostle was a yeah live that yeah. life yeah. yeah so they were you know I I just I feel like it's amazing to me because Jesus was constantly actually reaching out to those Pharisees to get them to see the truth yeah yeah I mean I think when he when he cried over Jerusalem and said how often mm-hmm. would I've gathered you to me but you wouldn't you know you were stubbornly refusing me I I think he uh, he probably was thinking about some of the Pharisees and to your point. There were Pharisees who became believers and, mm-hmm. and their lives were transformed and changed. So no matter where we are in the religious strata, yeah. <laughs> Jesus still loves us he and, he values, us, yeah. and he's, he's, he's reaching out to rescue us from wherever we are that's away from him. You know, I know Jonathan taught on this in his series, Desperado. I would just encourage you to read Luke 15, the first mm-hmm. part, because there, there are three lost um, items uh, and ultimately a person. There was the lost sheep, and there was the lost coin that was part of the woman's dowry and then there was the lost son Mm -hmm. and that was a person and so three in three different vignettes jesus shows different aspects of how god pursues us Mm -hmm. to draw us back to himself i love that i love that we have a god that loves us that much i do too yes and doesn't give up doesn't give up he doesn't give up he keeps pursuing the rebel to bring him home well mark as we close today would you lead us in a word of prayer Father, thank you for pursuing us. But Lord, we love people that are away from you. They've wandered off, or maybe like the prodigal son, they've made decisions that have moved them away from you. Father, we ask you two things. Number one, would you continue to pursue them through your Holy Spirit? And then secondly, use us uh, when it's your will to speak a word of encouragement and grace and restoration to somebody today. One more time, thank you for loving and pursuing us when we were lost and without hope and for bringing us into your family. In the name of the one who made it all possible, Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning once again. God bless. God bless.